You ready? Let's do this. Guess who's back, guys? Um, on today's episode, I have, you know what? How do we usually do the intro again? It's more and I have me day. There you go, there you go, there you go. He's back, he's back. And today we'll be talking about AI and just ethics or just the panic. So this conversation actually started. I sent um. So I mean, and I do this thing. I'm sure you guys do that most of your friends. So whenever you see memes or articles, you just you know share on WhatsApp and then you start having a discussion about it. And we agreed on some things, and then some things I didn't necessarily agree on. Not because I didn't think he was right, but because I still needed to read more about it. So we just start to bring that conversation to the fore in the podcast today. Talking about artificial intelligence, we are in the internet point five or five point zero era. I mean, in this part of the world, that is, and there's been a lot of talk about just the um, this hyper intelligence and how they're going to take over the world and replace human beings, and we can become extinct. And of course, MD has an opinion about it. So today we're talking about that. But that said, I mean, it's nice to have you back, and I'm looking forward to this interesting conversation. We don't it know is, where it's going to take us. It is good to be back. We're not I have very to say that when it comes to chatting, it's good to have you back. It's good to have you back. So, um, I forget who. Okay, this was a podcast episode I had listened to, and I did appreciate how you confirmed your bias. Um, one of the, and I'm going to link all of this in the show notes. One of the, um, I think one of the, what's his name again, Justin. Well, anyway, one of the inter- one of the um, podcast, the one of the podcast 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 guests uh, that right. had said, you know, his views on some things. You read him by what's his name again? I keep forgetting. I'll find him. I'll find him. They were they were dyadic. They were dyad. Um, was it? Um, yeah. Was Tristan? Oh, Tristan. Tristan Harris. Yes. Yes, that's it. Harris. Yes. 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 So um, I was going to say Sam Harris, whole, and I was like, I don't think it was so, Sam Harris. <laughs> No, it's not Sam Harris. It's Tristan. I was saying yeah. Justin. I know it was a... So really, the, the episode was really talking about the potential risk and harms of um, open AI's largest language model. So we're in the LLM, right? This is chat, um, GPT-4. And they talked about how, oh, almost like there's Zoom coming. And, you know, um, they did actually that it's more reliable, it's creative, it's able to process, you know, this amount of data in such a short period of time compared to its predecessor and but then they also talked about how there needs to be safety and um, regulations now we both agree on that but then the the way I I mean let me just let you say there's something you said about how you just feel like this is them creating a problem that they want to be the one solving and I hadn't looked at that perspective which is kind of weird for me because I'm naturally paranoid about things but I guess for right now, I'm seeing more of the good in chat. I use chat GPT for, I mean, I've used it to like brush up on my lecture notes. I've used it to like send some emails that I wasn't in the mood to like start emoting over. I just wanted to, you know, use a business, you know, um, to like send something without putting my emotions in it. So I've been using it for my profession and it's been quite helpful. But as far as the risk, of course, you know, with everything, there are risks to it. But right now, it seems like the party of people who created it are the ones trying to sound the alarm on the risk. And then you had some very interesting thoughts. So I'm just going to pause for a little bit and um, 
let's just say it, you know, because again, I wanted to set that premise about the panic, or even if it's supposed to be panic. And um, so in this episode, we'll be exploring that complex relationship between humanity and artificial intelligence, you know, examining the fears, are there some concerns we should have as this technology um, advances? And um, yeah, and is there like a panic that is true or just something we should be looking at with healthy skepticism? Well, uh, I mean, yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> it's, I find the whole thing, I just find the whole thing. I think, okay, so let me start off by stating my biases, right? Um, like I said, I did already uh-huh. have a bit of a bias towards that guy, um, which, uh-huh. um, because, because, because I was just, I've been following him for a while. And initially I actually like, oh, this guy has some good stuff. But then I realized it was all in this sort of, you know, um, there was this whole thing of like, oh, I worked on some technology and I can tell you technology is bad. And, and because technology is bad, you know, it was, there was this whole sort of, we need to do something about technology being bad, you know, and which is something I'll come back to. Um, and yes, there's also the element uh-huh. of, cause he has a company called Humane, which he created with, I think someone, um, Imran something. I can't remember his name. I don't know if you know about Humane. Mm-hmm. And they did, this, they did this demo on TED, on TED Talks recently. Um, TED Talk. Mm-hmm. That was actually a bit, <laughs> people made fun of it a little bit in tech circles because it was basically sort of this idea of like the future is like this device that you could talk to. So instead of having a phone, you could have this device that you could, and it basically just felt like ultimately what they were saying was like having a sort of projector on your shirts that you would project and then it could project something to your art, to your hand. And what it was projecting in your hand was very low res, very sort of, you know, like it would have been cool in like 1980 or even 1990 or even like early 2000. <laughs> but like where we are today, it's like, you no, can't, no. that's not really exciting to anybody. Um, and, and, and people made fun of it, but it was just, what was funny was because they've been, teasing for like two years like oh we're working on something cool we're working on something cool and oh then, my god like the exhibition <laughs> and then it was like this is the something cool you're working on and it's not even cool and it's not even ready something cool so even the thing is still not coming for like another year or so but like it's not even they exciting they shouldn't have, no, have released you know so <laughs> they it, was, it just felt like it ju- yeah it just felt like a lot of hype on top of nothing and on top of this premise that sounds good on the surface and and i don't so i think my other bias is i'm 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 very skeptical of um of people who are who i'm very skeptical of romanticizing the past and i'm i'm very skeptical of sort of fear-mongering about the future and I am yeah. for a couple of reasons. Yeah. Um, one of the earliest things I noticed when I was growing up was how everybody always thought the music of their childhood was the best music. Like, I'll never forget the, the first time it really struck <laughs> me. Like, like, and I remember when my generation started to do it as well, right? Cause we grew up with, you know, some of the older people saying, Oh man, you guys missed all the good music. It was all the music of like the seventies and the sixties. Yeah, yeah. And then after a while, no, it was yeah, music yeah, of the eighties. 
And then next thing was us saying, oh no, it was the music of the 90s. And, and at the point, I was like, wait, yeah. And at a point, it started to feel like, it started to feel like, like your parents telling you, you know, everybody got A's in, 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 in school. And you, 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 you didn't have to wonder who are these, who are these strange people that, that somehow didn't get the A's while everybody was getting A's. <laughs> that was of course of abnormal distribution. <laughs> You know, um, diabolical, diabolical, yeah, yeah. seriously diabolical. But it's just, it's just funny. It's just, you know, and then, <laughs> and then you just see people, and people do that all the time, right? It's always like, oh, what you know or what you grew up with was the thing. And, and so I just started becoming very skeptical. And then the other thing is, I work to young people, right? I work with, um, with, I volunteer with young people. I'm volunteering with young people since I started, um, my career basically like the two started side by side um and i started realizing from working directly with young people that people have very odd and wrong ideas about young people without actually interacting with them you know um and so that's the other thing that started making me skeptical so people always had this idea of like oh the young people are all doomed the children are all doomed and i'm like i'm working with these guys and i think i think they'll be fine <laughs> right like obviously there are struggles but then you realize yeah, but there also struggles when we were growing up. And then the other, and then the other thing was, it, yeah, I would see people yeah. talking about the past that I went through. And I'll be like, is it, this, <laughs> is it the same past that we had that you're idealizing like this? Right? Um, My time reminds you of those good old days when people just died, when they sneezed. Once someone sneezed like this, the whole, the whole block cuts the century and then they all died. You know, exactly. And, and again, maybe I was a bit lucky. I think I was lucky because when I was younger, I was a bit of not an outcast per se, but I was never in the in groups. I was always, you know, I was never in the cool groups. I was always that in was your protective the outside. Mechanism. But I bet when you were younger, I didn't think it would be like a cool thing. But now as you're older, you're able to appreciate Oh, it. I knew it was the cool thing because I wanted to be in the in groups. You did? And I wasn't in them. Yeah, I did. I was very conscious no, I mean, of like, being on the outside. No, I mean that, I mean that, I know, I know, but I mean that right then, you thought, you wanted, you being one, wanting to be on the outside, you probably felt like... Oh, no, I didn't I want to, to be it. on the but outside. I'm saying I wanted like to be on the inside and I couldn't. That's what I'm saying. And I was on the outside thing. without... The by, but not by choice. I know, but now that you're older, right. you're realizing that, okay, being on the outside wasn't as bad as I thought it was. Oh, no, yeah. I mean, yeah, it, it took on, just took until adulthood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're saying the same thing. We're, exactly, exactly. We're saying the same thing. We're it only took until It only took until <laughs> becoming an adult. <laughs> You know, sort of. Man, that was a protective mechanism. Yeah. But at the time, I badly wanted to be on the inside, right? And and I wasn't, and I couldn't seem to figure out how Uh, to get get there. Um, which now I'm grateful for because the thing about being unable to get there is that you learn to, you know, like I see people now who were able to be on the inside, and I realize actually it wasn't so lucky after all. You know, um, but Uh, I mean that's a whole other thing. But I'm just saying, like, I think that also being on the outside allowed me to sort of see, like, when people idealize that, that, and, and that's one of the things is like, one of the things that happen when people idealize the status quo is because the status quo benefits them. Right. And if it doesn't benefit you, so, then you realize mm, maybe the status quo is not so great. But if it benefits you, then it's like, why change it? Right. Like, why change it? Which is understandable, actually. So I think because I was not benefited by it, I didn't idealize it because why would I idealize it? It wasn't great. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? Um, And I knew other people like Uh, me 
because some of uh, us banded together, uh-huh. you know, like sort of we're like the losers club kind of thing. Not we didn't call ourselves the losers club. I'm just that's a Stephen King reference. Um, <laughs> for those who don't know it, <laughs> right? Um, but I mean, I mean, when I read it, I really related to it because of that because it was very, you know, it was you could tell Stephen King was must have been in that kind of group for him to have written it. Like he he knew he, he knew it he knew it too well. <laughs> He knew it too well to not have experienced it. <laughs> you know? Um, so yeah, it was, it was, I think, I think that helped. So those are sort of my biases anyway. Just, just putting them on the table. Um, when I come in talking about how I feel about AI, but you wanted to say something. Sorry. No, 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 no. That- there's this phenomenon called regulatory capture, which is because um, I read an article by a newsletter this week. Sorry, news news Newsweek this week, um, where they talked about this AI panic, <laughs> and I, I'm going to tag this in the caption. It actually came out um, last week. Actually, that actually came out last week. And so there's this phenomenon called regulatory capture, where you know agencies they become influenced or controlled by the industries that they are meant to regulate. So it's almost like an incestuous relationship. So the same people that are telling you, oh, chat GPT is great, let's release it before it's, you know, even the sale is still in the infancy mode, right? But then at the same time, they are creating their panic. So let's create a problem so that we can show you how we can solve it. You know, so it's a good business model. I'll create the poison, I'm also going to create the antidote. But you got to trust me because, you know, I know about this poison, but then I also have the cure. And let's, you know, let's, 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 let's give it to you guys. And I, yeah. and I thought that was an interesting phenomenon. So, and, but again, to be clear, though, I don't then, think I don't think they are being sinister. Mm-hmm. I don't think I don't think they are sort of sitting down like you know, tenting their fingers. But some of them and are chuckling and going. Some of them are. The, again, I mean, theoretically, are. no. Theoretically, there might be such people, but I don't find it a useful way of, of course, looking of at course. the world. Because at it. I like, know people who look the, at the world like the that, normal... and I don't want. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? You know what I mean? I, also, yeah. I don't want to be those people, but also I I feel like the real danger actually comes from the unwitting people. Because what I find, when you look at how things happen, the people who tend to cause the most damage are the people who don't actually mean any harm to begin with. They're just doing well-intentioned craziness. (laughs) Right? Yeah. The the majority of when things go wrong, it's it's often actually, like when you actually learn about the stories, Terano stories are not the commoner stories of 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 founders no. going wrong. Terano stories are actually the outlier. <laughs> right. The common mm-hmm. stories mm-hmm. are just like people who mean well, you know, um, and then end up with something bigger than they expected. And then they just make mm-hmm. a series of bad decisions. From and then they don't even yeah. know how they got there. Um so yeah, there is there is that, I think. Um but and, and but having stated my biases, I feel like it's worth looking at the but what I think are also the biases of of humans in general, and perhaps of these particular sort of AI fear mongering, but I think I think the first core thing for me is I believe there's something I've been thinking a lot about, right? And I've written some essays about it, which is the whole idea of epistemic humility, and uh-huh. um, and and it's something core to medicine and healthcare in general, right? Although unfortunately, not all healthcare professionals act with it, but it's sort of built into and that it's, it's the idea of, you know, before, above all, do no harm, 
Mm-hmm. Um, one of the questions I like to f- throw at medical students and junior doctors is, have you ever wondered why it is phrased that way? Why is it not above all do good? Because <laughs> if, you, if you think about it for a second, that's probably what yeah. you would think of. The fact that someone decided to phrase it negatively, right? What what mm-hmm. Talib would call via negativa, um, you know, getting at the rights, you know, by means of the what is not right, is interesting. And actually, it turns out that's what science is built on. Like at the core of science is not proving things right. At the core of science is proving things wrong. Wrong, yeah. Right. There's the null hypothesis. Why... Yeah, yeah. Exactly, exactly. Like I didn't understand the null hypothesis until I clicked that. Like because nobody really explains the null hypothesis like that for some reason. That actually this is fundamental to the whole way we think about science. Uh-huh. That you start off by establishing a hypothesis and then trying to disprove it. Yes, yes. You don't start off by trying to prove a hypothesis because uh-huh. you can't. You can't technically. You can't really prove anything. It's a bias already. Yeah. <laughs> you can't I'm prove anything. You, no, yeah, you, can't, yeah. you, you can't say that A leads to B as confidently yeah. as you can say A does not lead to B. Yeah, except you're doing like a true experiment, like a re- re- randomized clinical trial. They have more read more, but that's you know that's yeah. But class. even then, even then, there's always that possibility, yeah, right? Yeah, so what yeah. you can actually say confidently is that yeah. everything indicates that we don't have any strong reasons to think A does not lead to B. You know, because but, everything yeah, yeah. we've done, and you still always have to put those hedging remarks, don't you? You always have to. Put... <laughs> it's not. It's never always generalizable beyond. No, you always have to hedge. You always have to hedge because uh-huh. because because you don't know, right? It's like how you you won't say nobody will tell you there is evidence of no cancer. Is there is no evidence of cancer, right? Uh-huh. Or yeah. of or, or no, no evidence of abnormalities. Mm, but you can't say there's well. evidence of no abnormalities because you can't know that. <laughs> Except she's a cynical doctor who just likes to play. Right? And, and and nobody says there's no history, there's no family history. You say there's no known no family, family history. Fam- Be- denied family history. Yeah. Because who knows if there is that nobody knows. Right? Mm-hmm. So there's mm-hmm. we we hedge, and the reason why we hedge is because there's just this idea built into how we are supposed to look at things that you don't know. Yeah. Right, and you can't know, but you try as much as you can to know, and then you work with it while keeping in mind that you don't know for certain, and something can always be blindside you, you know, like a coronavirus. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, <laughs> you know. So it's it's it's. I think that is one place that I, I'm very much coming from. And so when I see people saying things like, just any confident predictions about the future, I think in general I'm very wary of is one so like this will change everything Mm, we'll see everything is going to fall apart Mm, we'll see my one is it's not even just them saying it it's also the position they hold yeah you know what i mean i look at the person saying and then what do you have like almost like you have to gain from it exactly yes exactly because because if you have something to gain from it, then that's a bit of bias already. It's like, and it you're never coming up with you the for bias. this to be true. Exactly, exactly, exactly. You know, and again, in science, that's why we have disclosures, right? Like, there's a reason all of these things are built into how we do scientific studies because we know that all of these things are things that make a difference. And the problem is that we don't always, excuse me, we don't we don't carry it in our heads all the time, and then we forget. And even we scientists. And then we just act like they're not, they're not, they're not real. So I think, I think for me, a big thing about the whole AI thing, right, is one, 
it's just to me and, and this is the other thing about science that you have to look at the past now one of the things that is clear from the past is every time there's a new technology people freak out <laughs> i was gonna start with that the historical without fail yes yes without yes, fail yes. and when i say new technology i mean going back to like people don't think of books as technology but a book a book is a technology it a is. book was a form of technology that allowed ideas to be a even transmitted to multiple at, people at once at, look, and b preserved yeah preserved across time faithfully because oral tradition could preserve but it would change with a book if you could get a book from 2000 years ago you know that you are reading the actual book that the person 2000 years ago wrote wrote yeah that is a form of technology that's literally what a technology is right but you know what Plato said about books what did he say and I mean the Plato he was like oh my god (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Which other not to be confused with other plates or not to be confused with some random plate that you might have grown up with. It sounds like jello. But like Plato Plato said Plato said that he was worried that the young men, he was in fact not worried, he was convinced that the young men were going to it was mainly men then obviously that were being educated. Um and he was convinced that oh now that they've got access to books, they will no longer memorize. Um, speeches, they would lose their ability to remember, and and now they would just they would just read things, and they would just they would just have a, because now they have access to books, they would just not even try to remember anything anymore. Do you know what struck me when I first read that? In, in that, well, <laughs> that was literally what we were saying about the internet. Internet, exactly. That's what I said. <laughs> or calculators. Yeah, exactly. Or calculators. Like, oh my god, this is. Oh my god! I mean, they were so old. We actually know the history of the internet. Like we were there when it was. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> well, some older than others. <laughs> Try telling that to the kids. <laughs> <laughs> but no, no. I think the the they'll be the calling us prehistoric it. very soon. I mean, the same people, <laughs> where the I, internet I was the beginning of history. I saw it. I saw it's like it you don't even have an internet. You don't have an internet history for your childhood. Are you, you did you even not. exist? It didn't exist because it's all for my my style, like maybe like when I was 13 or 14, and it's somewhere in a cyber cafe that you know the one with the the wiped up the histories and the computers are no longer functional. Yeah, but you know, did you have a life before 12? No, I didn't have an internet life before 12. That's what I mean. Like so, a, like exactly, if you didn't have an internet life, did you have it? Never happened. Did I have a life? You know, no. the tree in the forest thing. <laughs> <laughs> if, the tree, if the tree falls, does it, does it make a sound? And the internet but doesn't. Yes, it's not on the internet. <laughs> yeah, yes, sorry. Does it even fall? The emergence of new technologies has, you know, sparked often sparked waves of panic and anxieties. Every single I think time. The very first one was the Lodi movement. <laughs> Every single time. Yeah. Remember when we were kids and like in Nigeria there was a whole, you know, I won't mention names, but anybody who's in Nigeria knows it. There was a whole religious group that was Sex. convinced that the TV was the devil's box. Yes, and guess what they are using now to broadcast their messages across the world. You know, <laughs> and and, and, and to, be, to their credit, to their credit, they went. Well, you see, people make fun of them for going back on it, but I feel like I like that. that I respect is, that. that I yeah, respect exactly. That. Like what wh- you should not respect is if they said, "Well, now that we've made this choice, we're just going to stick with it." <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I respect that. <laughs> no, if you, you have to, you have to, yeah. If if you want people to change their minds, then you should respect them when they change their minds. Mm-hmm, <laughs> Don't make mm-hmm. changing their minds. Something to then shame them for again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On, yeah, on yeah. top of, yeah, on top yeah. of the fact that they made the wrong decision to begin with, right? Yeah, yeah. So there is that. You know, we we saw we saw um um we saw it happen with 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 the phone railroads and then railroads before the phone. No, was don't, the don't even before our bet. I'm just even talking of the ones we've seen, 
right? Oh, I see, we I saw, see. Remember rock music? Ah, uh, MTV, yes. <laughs> it was the devil's workshop. Remember, MTV, devil's, exactly, right? remember, remember rap? Remember rap? <laughs> Honey, yes, I right? do. And video games. Video games are going to make us all violent. Computers. Yes, yes, yes. And then even GMO controversies too. You know? Everything. Every single thing. When bicycles, first, when bicycles first came out, people were convinced that bicycles were going to be the end of the world. <laughs> and they were talking about women are now going to be, to be, I don't know, they were going to become, yeah. Well, yeah. They, they, yeah, they, fact, that was particularly Lose. sexist for women. Because I, know. I don't we're know. Going, I think the idea of women being able to move around on their own was scary. Yes, yes. The coronavirus. <laughs> how dare you? How dare they? <laughs> <laughs> uh, and it was. The, and like we take, uh, we, but you see, the thing is, we take these things for granted now. And one of my favorite accounts on Twitter, you know, let's let's not talk about what has happened to Twitter recently. But one of my favorite <laughs> accounts on Twitter is Pessimist Archive. I don't know if you know that account. No, no. Oh I man. It is basically an archive of all people who've been pessimistic about things in the past. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's worth reading. But if you read it and you laugh, I think that's the wrong response. Like, obviously, it's funny and you should laugh. But I feel like you shouldn't stop at laughing. It's an account that you should read and wonder to yourself, what am I thinking? What am I doing right this for now? That, okay. Because it's like easy that. to laugh. And, and you should laugh because it's hilarious. Honestly, it's hilarious. So it's like fear of new things in the past. <laughs> yeah, like th- and especially things that we take for granted today, uh, right? Like it's it's there. I mean, like <laughs> one of the most famous ones, obviously, was BlackBerry famously laughing when the iPhone came out. <laughs> oh no! Research in motion, not. <laughs> Oh, Blockbuster right. and Netflix. Oh my god. And like someone said, the day black, the day the iPhone came out was the end of Blackberry, but they did not know. And it took another five years for them to start yeah. to realize, uh, um, um, okay. But it's not that it was the end that's funny. What's funny is that their response was literally to laugh. Uh. Right? The same with, with, um, 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 Kodak when, when digital cameras first started becoming a <sighs> thing. Right? But like, who cares about Kodak now? Like, obviously, if you're a professional photographer, you know, I mean, Kodak is dead anyway, but like, if you're a professional photographer, and like, cameras generally are just not really a big deal anymore compared to, for professional photographers, yes, but like, for most people, phones are just all they need. And nobody saw that coming. Right? So this is, Uh this is how people make fun of things. This is what people did when TV came, when radio came. Radio was also what, like that. And we've done it for everything. And now we've done it for social media. We're still doing it for social media, Loki. You know, it's a new social media every time. Now, TikTok is the new thing that everybody's dunking on. Uh-huh. Um, we've done it for, for literally every, we did it for the internet. And we still do it for the internet every few years, usually via social media. And now AI is the new thing. And I'm just like, yeah, I'm, I'm, at this point, I'm just tired. I'm tired. Because again, if you look at it scientifically, what is consistent is that we freak out every single time. And what is also consistent is, it's never that serious. Now, is it possible that one day it will be serious? I mean, yes, broken clocks and all that. Yeah, yeah. Right? Well, the thing is that if you keep saying everything is going to collapse long enough, at some point, you'll probably be right. Yes, yes, but and you're, broken you're clock only, is right. right. You're yes. only right incidentally. You're not right by any 
meaningful thoughts. Like it's not there's no there's no real rigor of thoughts underlying that rightness. It's just like, well, this is what you always do. You know? So I think I think there's a real sense for me where it's like, okay, there are concerns to be had, and there are always concerns about any new thing. But but that's just like life. There's concerns about literally everything. There's concerns about all the things we do every day anyway, whether it's buying a car, having a job, having a partner, having kids. All the things that we consider as good things have flip sides to them. And that never stopped us. <laughs> you know what? Maybe it's also this... Okay, let me just say something. Let me know what you think. Like, maybe in hyper-capitalistic environments, mm-hmm. whenever there's this technological improvement where something is supposed to make you more efficient. Brian and it's leading to more free time to spend at home and do stuff. There's always that fear associated with it. So it's like we can never even get good stuff. Um, is that something you would necessarily agree with? I would... So here's the thing. All of this stuff that we're... All the stuff we're talking about, I would agree, but very qualified sense. All my, agreed, all my agreements are qualified. <laughs> Right, so it's not a yes or no. Is what I, you know, like it's a yes, considering or yes if or yes but. Yes, asterisks. Yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly. You know, read kindly read the footnotes, all ten of them. <laughs> you know, um, I think, I think the whole There's one of the things I think about a lot is something I first read from C.S. Lewis. Um, and, and I've said it to you a few times. You, you, you probably remember as soon as I say it. And it was basically this idea that the more the potential a thing has for good, the more, yeah, yeah. the more it's potential for, you. for catastrophe. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Almost like the weight of good. You can't, you can appreciate good. You, you can't talk about good without talking about evil. And the magnitude of Yeah, but like also like, yeah. The sharper a knife is, the better it is for all that a knife okay. can do, whether yeah, that is cutting what? fruits or, <laughs> or cutting people, somebody. right? Yeah, yeah. But like the pro- like, and th- this is the thing about technology. I feel like the greater the potential any technology has to transform things, the greater that same potential will be to break things. Uh. So simply, po- I'm simply pointing at, oh look, it can break things. It's like yeah, duh. Duh. <laughs> hey, water is wet. Like, it's not that's not a useful way to think about things. It's just like again. So that's the thing. Like, it's not like these things can't happen. It's like you have to look at it in context. Like, yes, it can break things, but it can also change things. Uh-huh. But here's the other thing that's interesting: the way every new technology has changed things has always proven unpredicted. That's so true. Look at the internet. It's always proven unpredicted, and especially how it's changed things for good. The internet has created lots of problems. But guess what the internet has also done? It has unleashed the greatest amount of economic activity we've ever seen in human history. At the speed of light. Yeah. I can call more anyone people, from any part of the world. I'm more connected now. Yeah, ever. not just more connected, but also like, like you can literally be in a corner of a village in India and because of the internet, earn money from a completely different part of the world that can yep. support your family. Yep, yep, that's yep. real. Yep, and you don't have to even lift your 
your like like move you from your village to go. No, you don't even have to leave your bed. Exactly. <laughs> Never mind your village. <laughs> exactly. Right, and like these are, but like you don't hear those stories because they are not the ones writing the New York Times. Because that's the other thing we also need to remember is who gets to have the voice. And that's not to say that their voice is meaningless. It's just if their voice is all you hear, it's easy to think that that's all that's happening, right? It's like when people sometimes... So, I've, for instance, I'll give you an example with social media. I've often heard people say, oh, social media, this, social media, that, social media, we need to stop social media. And I'm thinking, yeah, tell that to all the Nigerians and all the people <laughs> everywhere in the world, connecting with their family across the world. <laughs> But you don't have to think about that because your family is next door. Exactly. And it's the same WhatsApp. Like, I've heard people dunk on WhatsApp and I'm like, eh, WhatsApp be changing lives, y'all. I know. <laughs> Remember the days of Nimbus and um, Blackberry? You couldn't, like, connection was so bad. Skype? Yeah. Anybody, ask anybody in the UK. You come to the UK, the first thing you do is you buy a Libara. <laughs> a Libara <laughs> SIM card. <laughs> But now, I mean, look at WhatsApp. Even my American friends now know about WhatsApp. Before it was mostly within the international. Yeah, well, know. because again, what, what I find is that the more, the, the more, the, every once international. For, the thing about the US is that iMessage obviously was yeah. long before WhatsApp. But because most people outside the US couldn't afford iPhones, nobody mm-hmm. had. In the US, it's not like people could afford it, but they had like all the financial plans and all these things that weren't available outside like the West. There was nothing until WhatsApp. And the other thing about WhatsApp that people don't appreciate was it was very, very good at working with very, very low levels of data. Of uh, Yes, yes, yes. Kind of like which, with Zoom. Like which which is the key thing that WhatsApp mm-hmm. has to today. To now, today, it's not yeah. as big of a problem because internet access is now much more reliable. Than before. Even in yeah. like the poorest countries. But in those early days, man... Because Facebook was already there before WhatsApp, but Facebook still needed quite a bit of data. WhatsApp, like, I'll never forget how WhatsApp was like, to this day, like, if your WhatsApp is not going, nothing is going. Yep. Because when nothing on your phone is going, WhatsApp is still going through. Uh So there was something about WhatsApp that it could, it could, could, like, I use WhatsApp and iMessage, and I know that sometimes where iMessages are not going through, WhatsApp is still steady. It's It's still steady going through. And so when WhatsApp crashes, it feels like the whole world is crashing. <laughs> yeah, but it's more important was that yeah. in in low in low resource environments, environments where internet yeah. access was 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 unreliable and erratic, you could definitely still use WhatsApp and still connect, even with the poor internet. Yeah. WhatsApp yeah. will go through with three G. Mm-hmm. <laughs> even to two three G, let's say three G. Try sending literally anything <laughs> with three G now. <laughs> Because it's all heavy stuff, right? So yeah. what's that's how WhatsApp took over the world. And, and WhatsApp is a form of social media. It is, it is, it is. You know, <laughs> and so with AI, I feel like there's this whole thing with AI where people are just, but people are just. It again, it's easy to focus on what could go wrong, and what's what's um, and to see all the things that could go wrong. But what's hard to see is all the ways it could go right. Because some of them are simply unknowable. Yeah, so I mean, and they did talk about you know the speed of light as far as just how cheap GPT four, just the way. <laughs> so there's a part of the um, episode that kind of like stood out to me when they talked about you know that concept of teach a man to fish, but with GPT, 
it's like you're not just you say okay teach a man um if you were to like give a man a fish you feed him for a day right yeah. teach a man to fish you feed, feed him for a lifetime but teach an ai to fish it will teach itself biology chemistry oceanography <laughs> and then fish all of the other fish to extinction and teach all the other ai yes and but you're right but i think another thing that i also paused when i listened to this episode was they were trying to put the honors of gatekeeping on the same makers. Where, where is that done? On the what? So, on the gatekeepers. On, so, they're saying yeah, the exactly. safety and the regulation. When I think about drug development, right, with all these longitudinal studies, you don't... The, of course, the... the, the um, what's the word? Drug development and all that, it's a lifetime course. You can establish safety. You can establish a dose um, relationship response. You can establish efficacy. But when the drug is out there in the real world, you still keep gathering evidence. But you need the people who are using it to let you know, hey, in your laboratory, in case we're doing your clinical trial, this is a very hyper artificial environment. Adherence is 100%. In the real world, where adherence is not 100%, we're seeing this, you know, trends of side effects of, you know, comorbidities that might impact the the dose relationship and let's adjust it accordingly. So it's a it's a partnership between the end users and the manufacturer and the drug development team. But this particular episode, they put it on the on the AI makers, and I'm like, this is so wrong. This is this is this. Is, where is it done? So that's why I pause for concern. Like, uh, uh-uh. no, they can't be the gatekeepers. See, another, in fact, and but another thing that worries me is like, you know, to, having said so, just to be clear, I get the concerns about AI. I get the concerns about the fact that. We don't even understand what it's doing. Like we've we've designed this thing that has almost gone beyond us, right? You could say that that's what we do every time we have kids, but that's a whole other argument. Um, and we don't know what's what's going on with it. Fine, but there's two things. Number one, we 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 need to work on it, and we need to work actively on it because one of the things that's not going to happen is that if we say, oh, let's, you know, there was a time when people were saying, a few people came out and said, oh, let's put a pause on AI and let's pause all research on AI. Uh, but they're like, worried about China. Yeah, <laughs> in, what world, China. in what world do you think that that makes any sense? Like, so you really think, you're just saying, oh, we're just going to stop all research on AI and literally nobody was, nobody's going to continue any research. And it was like, oh, we'll just leave it as it is and won't we'll try to, like, that's not going to happen. Bad actors are going to continue working on it. Yeah, and, and yeah. because you are not working on it, they will get to a certain level, and then you will be trying to catch up. So no, that that is not an option. Like not working on it is not an option. Like everything else, you're going to have to learn on the job again. Like parenting, right? Like you're going to have to figure this thing out as we go. So not for me, that automatic that option is already like it doesn't make any sense. Um, the other thing is, again. Something I've, I've, I find really interesting, which I don't know if I mentioned this to you. What's that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's almost like a... Yeah, so we've seen this before with the Industrial Revolution. We've seen this before. And then it was blue-collar workers. It was blue-collar uh-huh. workers. Then jobs, and, you know, yeah, yeah. Um, yes, and, and there was a real issue with the fact that people's jobs were at stake. People, um, um, lots, lots of people were replaced uh-huh. by machines and factories and all of this stuff. Um, and to this day, there are towns, like in the UK, right, where I am, there are yeah. towns, and yes, in the yes. US as well. Yeah, yeah. There are lots of towns yeah. where 
completely and then closed the, down. The half of the town is and gone. Crime rates are gone up. Yes. They just lost crime jobs. Crime rates are gone. Yes. Like the town people mm-hmm. are still there, there's but no there's work. no work. Hilton Elegy. And they can't just like they can't just up and leave to the next and move yeah. to the next town. Because <laughs> that's not really how It'll these be things work. Like, they have a life. Yes, yes. I mean those are real issues. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. So there is there is that real dynamic of of people's lives being transformed. Now, having said that, something that we must because this thing is tricky. Is that on one hand, while there were lots of jobs, lost, the industrial revolution also unleashed a lot more new jobs and a lot more new opportunities. Now, we we need to and we needed to find a way to make sure that those people who lost their jobs were cared for, and that was done to varying degrees, not very uh-huh, well in uh-huh. many cases. In some cases, a bit better in different countries. Different countries had different ways of dealing with it. Now, what has happened is this time it's knowledge workers. So it happened with the industrial revolution, right? The computer, um, the computer age did that to white collar workers. The industrial revolution did it to blue collar workers. The computer age did it to white collar workers. So, you know, your secretaries, yeah. your, your, yeah. your typists, your lots of office workers, basically, you know, Someone said, someone, 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 there was a picture that was shared on the, on, on, on Twitter recently where, um, there was a whole office full of people calculating stuff and they were like, all of these people now just want Excel spreadsheets. <laughs> <laughs> like, so one Excel right. spreadsheet has literally so replaced right. all these people. Right? But then, when that happened, a new class of workers arose, which is mm-hmm. knowledge workers, which is where you and I often, you know, play. Which is basically people who our skills is just is evolution of knowledge and like we found ways to work around this issue. Yeah. So we can we can keep being in what? But guess what? Guess who AI is threatening? <laughs> the, the, the knowledge not <laughs> So it's like when they came for the Jews, I didn't say anything. Now they've come for me, let me start panicking. <laughs> when I use the Jews. Sorry, I didn't mean no offense. You know, and, and I feel like there's a sense in which because the knowledge workers are like the Yes. A lot of the, a lot of the, the screaming and not screaming. It's even the way they are taking exactly, offense. A lot of it's the, like, are you kidding me? A lot of the hue and cry <laughs> is because oh crap, us too. Like I mean, to, especially when you consider things like the fact that AI, AI, AI is capable. Like AI is capable of literally. Coding. I know, I know. Wait, <laughs> accuracy. Did you see? Did you see the number of molecules it was able to help um, discover for like breast cancer? No, was it lung cancer? In 30 days. In less than 30 days. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's stuff like that. And I think, I think there's a real sense where it's like, oh, so now you know that there's a because problem. Because now it's because coming for you. Coming yeah, it's like, oh, when it came for my neighbor, I didn't your... say anything because <laughs> I wasn't a blue-collar exactly. color, blue color so, worker. They came for the white-collar worker. <laughs> now, this, this point yeah. I've just made does not make you right or wrong. It it's just something just to keep is. in mind. Right? Like, but, and it's also keep in mind, like, okay, so, the people who, because what happened with the blue-collar problem and the white-collar problem, when, when theirs happened, they didn't have, they were not the people who had access to, mm-hmm. to the media. Oh, so they couldn't. <laughs> so, <laughs> Look at the privilege on both sides, on, on all ends. Think about the privilege people have. So, so like, they they, they could complain, but like, speaking to the rep, 
Like they, they could form their unions and everything. And like someone who just write a newspaper it, and just be like, yeah, whatever. In a local, in a local I'll frame them in a negative in a light. That's even if they get, they won't even get like nationwide coverage. Exactly. Or be on CNN or Fox. Exactly. <laughs> Man, exactly. it's privilege. This is privilege. Just you know, so privilege. I think I think there's a real sense yeah. in which I think there's a real sense in which um it's like okay, so now we now have a situation where the people who are affected are also the people who have access to 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 the media. Yes, so they, they can yeah, right yeah, to the newspapers. Can, wait, so they can they can <laughs> they can make their voices heard. <laughs> And and now they realize there's a problem. But for me, again, to be clear, that doesn't mean that there's no problem. And and the fact is, if something went wrong twice, doesn't mean that it should go mm-hmm. wrong a third time. You know. But it should definitely make us think two things. One, we should definitely keep in mind that okay, this is what has happened before. If we thought what has happened before created net good, even though it affected some people, lots of people actually negatively but there's a sense in which we still feel like it created net good like overall it was better for people more people right and we can think about how do we what do we do to help the people that it's affecting that's too good of a question why would, right and, and what is it for them many many of those people many of those people just learn yeah. new skills but not all of them were able to, and not all of them were empowered. To. And again, there's a there's a whole thing about how, and how it's managed in different countries about how people are even empowered to do that and how much resources made available yeah. to them, which is a yeah, whole yeah. issue. But the point is, overall, things were better for everybody, right? Like there's a level of wealth that we have today that's happened because of yes, these revolutions. Yes, yes. So we can think about the net positive that that benefits even those people that were yeah, affected. And it's, it's, even, it's even the way a normal distribution would go, right? People are tend to fall off those curves, right? But then think about the net positive. And then for those that are not going to get the best out of it, which we still have in a we have in a society, how can we best lift them out of it? That's yeah. what we should be talking about. Because there are two there's gonna be yeah. And to be clear, like when I say these people, like it affects I know. it can potentially I, affect you and I, I right? Yeah. So I'm not I'm it's not like I'm not so. speaking from a place of like being I'm above not all of this. I'm still I am very much at yes, risk. Yes, yes. But wait, before before, <laughs> you before, wait, before we leave, we need to talk about just developing countries because a lot of these issues we're talking about are still, you know, first world problems, right? Um, and actually, 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 this stuff is going to be benefit developing that's countries. What I'm even saying. More. This is why maybe thing. they don't even want it because they want to. <laughs> they want you to. That's what I'm saying. That we need to talk about this. But then the, the problems they're trying to create is almost like, oh, look at us. This is a problem for us. Not thinking about the good it's going to do for a lot of, you know. Let me let me give you an example. Yeah. Let me give you an example. So one of the issues that's come up is like with the whole AI thing, anybody can create art. Right? And now there's all questions about, well, what is art anyway? <laughs> and there's... <laughs> and, then, and then there's the whole... And I think some of it is elitist, right? Of... Well, it's not really art if it's AI created. Did you hear about know, the contest that the AI, AI like, generated for the one, again, one and a Again, word. we've again, again, but again, here's the thing, we've heard this before. When people first started making electronic yes, music, yes, we yes, heard yes, this. Yes. Is it really music? It's not yeah. really music. Uh, right? When people first started using Photoshop, yeah. it's not really Instagram. Yes, yes. This stuff yes, is not yes. new. Auto-tune. Yes. Shout out to CM. Keep in by right. Me. And people, 
but it's, it's like, well, you know, they're not playing real instruments. <laughs> you know, and, and again, is this, is the elitism, is the classist, is the classism of it all? Because actually what you're really saying, what you're not thinking about is, well, who has access to those things? Because the kid, the kid who can have a computer can easily access the electronic stuff. It's not as easy for that kid to access and he can teach mm-hmm. himself. It's not as easy for that kid to access a violin and a cello and all of this other stuff. But that's not music. <laughs> right? And now again, we've accepted these things. We we recognize all of these things as art now. But we're doing the same cycle again where, well, it's not really art. It's not really, it's not really art if you created it with AI. And it's like, yeah, whatever. We've heard this before. Again, we need to think about it. And they, they like, like there needs to be, but what, what I think is going to happen. Here's what I think is going to happen. There will be the people who will complain and say yeah. it's not real art. It's not real, you know, and, and, and the real fear is we might be replaced. We might no longer be relevant. Um, if anybody can make art, then, then, and they can, they can do with five minutes of AI work what we would have needed five years to learn and then still need hours and hours to even do and to which my response is that's one way to look at it but another way to look at it is now you can do your work faster that's true and you can do other things and here's what i here's what i think here's what i think will happen what's what which is what i think has always happened the standard for what is good it's work gonna change. goes up. That is so true. That is so, so true. Which is what always which is, happens. Which is why we are thinking that, okay, Not even that... the whole AI is going to replace my job. If your job is that replaceable, maybe you should, maybe it's a challenge for you to think about how else you can be spending your time. It, the standard is going to go up. If, if it, the standard is just going to go up. Like, okay, let me give you an example. Look at streaming, uh-huh. right? Remember when we were kids Who's and kids? you were lucky. We you just watch whatever was on TV. Yeah, yeah, much older than I am. So. Shush. <laughs> we, you watch whatever was on TV yeah. when you were a kid. You still yeah, watch whatever yeah, yeah. was on TV, you know. And and I don't know if when I grew up, when I was growing up, that was literally four, between the four, hours yeah, of four and six. Yeah. And you waited for the rainbow. The and rainbow if you miss it, TV, like if you miss it, it's twenty four hours, man. Yes. Sorry, come back tomorrow. <laughs> and there was no, there was right? no rewinding. There was no. You couldn't tape it. You couldn't record it. You couldn't go back and rewatch. rewatch? <laughs> I still remember the way I learned the songs of Little Mermaid was literally with a VHS fast forwarding and rewinding and lighting the lyrics down. Look at you. (laughs) Right? And I was thinking about that with the... I haven't seen the new movie yet, but like, I was just thinking about Mm. that with the new movie. Like, I remember the way I had to learn this song so manually, whereas now you can just literally look it up on YouTube, on Google. Or even on YouTube with the sing-alongs, right? Now, when, 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 from there, we've gotten to now when we have a glut of not just TV shows, really good yes, stuff. I, I mean, there's some bad stuff, but there's some good stuff as well. There's again, but that's the thing. But that's the thing. There's increased with 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 when 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 opportunity blows up like this. What happens is you get that's a it, lot that's more. It. It's just it's what's that thing? Ah, there's a, there's a but you also get yeah, a lot yeah, more amazingness. Yeah, yeah. But we, we can't talk it's about what we're talking ways. about it, and we can't make one like the primary thing. And the quality, the quality of TV we have now was the kind of stuff that maybe before there were like one or two shows that were that good and now there's a lot of shows like what is a good tv show now is so much higher in terms of like Mm -hmm. standards Mm -hmm. right like you know we've come from when the wire was 
or, 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 or the Sopranos were like one of a very few really good shows going on and now you've got like maybe 50 at any given time of like top tier shows and I'm not even talking of like the good ones that are like they're not great they're but they're, good, yeah. they're still yeah. good yeah yeah and even for me even for me right um, like for school I'm beginning to think about maybe not give my students essays anymore to write actually I'm introducing I'm going to allow the use for you know GPT and other language you know, but I want to see how they're going to use it in public health so, but I have some colleagues who are so worried about it, like, oh my God, you know, these kids are not going to study anymore. And I'm like, eh, eh. Yeah, that's how they said. It. But you see, that's why they didn't let us use Do you remember when they didn't let us use calculators and they made I us know, use four figure tables? No, it's the I'm, same I'm, thing. I'm, I'm, for my students are going to in for a good time because I want to see how they're going to use like, it. It's like you're really going to make people use slide rules. You're know, really going to do that when calculators are like, you're really going to do this. Four figure tables. But now I want to I wanna see how, they, how they're going to be very inventive about it. But guess what? The people who thought it was a bad idea then are yeah, the people now. Yeah, WhatsApp with 5G. And they don't the even see the irony. 5G and salt water and uh, Ebola. They don't exactly. even see the irony, exactly. like, of, of, of that you're literally, you're literally the person you complain <laughs> about when you were a kid. Uh, you're literally that person. But yeah, you're right. I mean, bicycle use, female delinquencies, television, video games, aggression, yeah. social media, mental health. And loneliness. That was the one. Social media, mental health. Oh, remember that meme that was going around about how people don't read anymore in the trains? And then way back in the day, you could you could sit down and talk to you. No, they're all reading newspapers as well. <laughs> like, people are so isolated. In fact, another one I think about is how people say people don't read anymore. And I'm like, do you realize that most of the internet is text? And even podcasts, even audio is still a form of reading something. You know, no, let's even, oh, I'm not, let's even get that's to, true, I'll come to podcast true. a bit. But I'm just saying Literally that the majority reading, yes, of the internet yes, is text. Yes, yes, yes. I mean, this is this is just a Sophia cycle. People say people say attention spans are going down, and I'm like, how come the biggest podcasts are like? Two I know, hours I don't long? even remember, and you still you still tune in the next week. Like again, it's like people say people say, and 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 again, there's the isolation problem, which I realize course, is a problem. But but actually, if you think about people. it. Guess 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 how long people have been complaining well, about isolation? As long as time. As long as there's been as long as, even, didn't, didn't Ecclesiastes write about it? A key a key aspect to isolation actually is urbanization. That's true. That's true. And we're more urbanized than we've ever been. And so the question I would ask is: Is it really the is it really the social media or is it the urbanization that's the thing? But here's the thing about urban centers again, because everything is flip sides. You also get to connect with different mm-hmm. kinds of people that you could never yeah, connect yeah, with if you're in a yeah, rural yeah. part of the co- of whatever country you're in. But you're also more likely to have you can connect with a wider variety of people, but you're also going to struggle with forming deeper connections with those people. And so it's almost like you've exchanged breath for depth, right? Is what happens when you move from a city to from rural to urban. It's like the connections are still there, but they are not broader instead of of deeper. And you have to do a lot more work to form sure. deeper connections. Yeah. That that's always been the case long before social media. The isolation of cities has always read any old books, and this is one of the things that happens. Like I feel like sometimes, if you don't look, if you don't have a long enough view of history, you see everything as only within the context of your own lifetime, and so you miss all the patterns. And again, I'm not saying all the patterns are exactly the same, but there there is enough similarity that is worth paying attention to and thinking, okay. How much of this is what we've done before? And how much of this is truly new? 
That's so true. And you can't you can't really can't answer that if you don't look at sides, it yeah. and even recognize that so much of this stuff is similar. So yes, there are concerns. Yes, there are things we need to think about and things we need to do. I do think, however, that there's a Good. lot of just fear mongering where we assume, and I think this is my last point, we assume the status quo as the norm. And then we 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 judge and we evaluate everything so in that, relation to the status quo yeah. as the norm. Yeah. Instead of evaluating it in relation to the status quo as a the current state of being, right? Which is before this status quo, there was a previous status quo, and there will be a future status quo. Whatever you do, that's that's going to happen. The status quo is never yeah, going to yeah, stay the yeah. same. So your goal shouldn't be to preserve it. Because the other thing about the status quo is that it's always bad for a lot of people, however good it might be for you. You know, which goes back to my first point about, you know, if you're one of the people who are on the on the flip side of the status quo, you're not invested yeah. in it. Because why should you be? But if you're one of the people who benefits from the status quo, good. But it's worth keeping in mind who is not benefiting. Yeah. And yeah. how could the coming change? How could, we, could the coming change actually be better yeah. for those people? And so, to your point about like how this stuff would benefit people in developing countries, I don't think again, I don't think people are sort of sitting down somewhere and thinking, "Oh, we need to make sure that all those developing countries are kept under." I think they're just Them thinking so. more of, "Oh crap, we're at yeah. risk." And how does that affect our people? I don't know. I don't care. <laughs> I'm at risk, <laughs> right? And it's like, yeah, I get that, but it's like you are at risk. But are you really at risk compared to like the people who are already at risk now? in far more severe and desperate ways. Yep. Because what AI means is that in the same way the internet allowed a random person in some random part of Africa or Asia to be able to access the global economy. And when I say access the global economy, I literally mean access the global economy. And that's, and that's, that's a lot. That's a lot. In the same way, AI means that those people can level up faster as well Poverty, and yeah. catch up and maybe bridge some of the gap that has existed yeah. for so long. Look, in Nigeria now, just like in India, has, there has been for a long time, there are lots of young people who are, and you, you've employed some of them, <laughs> who are able to earn yes, in foreign yes. currency because of the internet. AI means that they can level up even more. And that is exciting. I, I don't know. I, I, I am excited about that. I'm so excited about that. Yeah. Right? Now, on one hand, it's like, well, that means people might lose jobs in, in, in the West. Maybe. But maybe not. Because the other thing that people forget is that, yes, sometimes these things, they, and, 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 and this is a point I didn't make earlier, which I think I need to make. Although these things take jobs, one thing they do that I think we miss, and a lot of technology does this. All, in fact, this is the sense what technology does really. It grows the pie. Oh, yeah. There's more. There's more. That's true. So, although there's a phase while you're growing the pie where some people don't get to eat out of the pie or some people don't realize. So, in a way, what technology does is almost like this is the pie and the technology goes elsewhere and makes a different pie. And then what happens is this pie finishes and then it's like there's no more pie. But there actually is a bigger pie somewhere else. And you just have to move there. And it can be difficult to move there. Because they're not used to but for everybody who's able to move there, there's more, there's pie, more pie for everybody. And the, the challenge is helping everybody move there. 
Now, there are people who already could not get this pie. They are usually the ones uh, to move there first. <laughs> because, like, they're already not getting any of this current pie. So, it's like, well, <laughs> we have nothing to lose. We're going to the new pie anyway because we're yeah. already hungry. And so, there's a sense in which the people who struggle the most are people who already had a bit of pie. Or not... And, who and then they like the flavor, but they're telling it's a bigger pie, but it's a different flavor. Like, mm, you know, no, it's panic. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's not a perfect analogy, but just like capture, like, yes, it has that flip side, but there's a real sense in which actually it creates a bigger pie for more people. So more people get to have more than whatever number we're getting, whatever they were getting before. And and that's I don't think that's a bad thing. You know, it's not a perfect thing, and yes, it has its flip sides and it has its issues. But, but, and this is the thing that I think we miss. It's easy to focus on the people who lost because of a technology, and forget that if that technology had not happened, all the other people who would not have gained, you would never have known that they didn't gain. Right, so yeah, that's a that's a very good analogy. And you know what? I'll just say that at the end of the day, it's our human connection that truly matters. And we can think of AI to help facilitate that. Look at all the games we've made so far. And so for me, I'm very excited about the future. But of course, you go in there still trying to think about well, what are the downsides and how do I modulate my life around it. Well, we hope that in this episode, you've been able to learn one or two. We really delved into AI panic. We talked about the context of developing countries and just the potential revolution or changes that we might end up seeing. We explored some specific concerns and um, anxieties that typically arises with adoption of newer technologies. So we gave examples of the Ludai, the anti-railroad um, books. and um, But it's also crucial to approach these um, issues with a balanced perspective. While we can acknowledge challenges, we should also highlight the potential for positive change and the importance of addressing these concerns through um, strategies that are very inclusive and um, that might also imbue some form of ethical guidelines. So again, thank you for joining us on this episode and stay tuned for more topics on the world around us. This has been the Merciful Podcast. And thank you so much, Amida. It's always nice chatting with you. And yeah, I think we did a great thank job you. in this episode. And I learned, I learned, I learned more about just that that pessimist, um, the pessimist archivist. I'm gonna check him out. Check him out. And yeah, so right. Yeah, you, you should, you should put that in the in the. Let I me, found let him. Me I, found him. I found him. I found him. Yes. I think it's um Louis, right? The guy that archives it. Yeah, I found him on. Yeah, Louis. Louis. His name is Louis. And have you seen? So I, I want to see what the current like. The recent, um, Person. the recent tweets on it. Um, <laughs> oh, like his username, pessimistic, pessimist arc, like a, like a, like enemy, arc enemy, like, you know, I just, his name is Louis Anslow. He's the archivist for, uh, so I'm going to put that on there. And also going to be including the articles that we cited and the episode we talked about, the one that featured Tristan. Harris. Yeah. So look at, look at some of the things he said, like, the pin tweets, robots have been about to for take more than all the jobs years. for over yeah, 100 here years. Here we are. They should come and take my job, please. <laughs> it's like I retire. <laughs> ah. 
right? But again, you see that none of this stuff it's is new. new. It's not new. It's not new. None of this stuff is same, new. Same problem, different days. There's a tweet about the Industrial Revolution and its consequences. And there's a picture there. Share of the world population living in poverty. Mm-hmm, can mm-hmm, you see it? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And you can just see the drop. It, is, it, is, it has gone down. Extreme poverty went from 76% to 9%. We don't talk about that. So... Even that means that even the people that lost out on industrial revolution, that's what I was trying to say about like even they ended yes. up gaining. Yes, but we don't talk about that. Because it doesn't fit our narrative. Because even the fact that even the fact that the welfare system exists, that would never have happened without the industrial where would the wealth have come from? My dear, yes. <laughs> no, like seriously, where would the wealth have yeah. come from? Yeah. So it's 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 all of this stuff. It's it's all of this stuff. It's just um, there's there's a so someone gives the example of some things that people have um, you know bicycle use would cause female yes, delinquency yes. television would cause teenage aggression social media would cause mental health loneliness and, and the truth is that social media has not caused people like to it, there's a cherry picking that happens with a lot of the data when people want to talk about these things it's, it's, it's a one you know, side like, of the, oh, it's one side of the question but it's not the whole story yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, yeah, social media does cause loneliness for some people, but but you can't look at it without looking at all the social media that also connects people. So it's like it's like it's like looking at only the side effects that a without drug causes, the, 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 and you completely ignore all the people that are treated. Like nobody does that. <laughs> I mean, it's still the truth, but that's not the whole Who truth. Who does that? Like, yeah. Like imagine imagine if you evaluated a drug strictly for side effects and you completely ignored any therapeutic effects. <laughs> Like, you wouldn't even think... It, it, it sounds stupid when you frame it that way, but oh, that's okay. literally what yeah. we do with some yeah. of this stuff. So, yeah, it's just... You know, the pessimic archive is really... It's, it's, it's really humbling. It's like, you read it and you just think, wow. And then you wonder, like, what am I, what am I doing this for now, please? I remember when we were kids and they were like, oh, video games are going to make us all violent. Um, oh, we're all playing video games. We're playing Mortal Kombat. We're all going to be shooting people. Oh, Do you yeah, remember yeah, that yeah. time? Oh, yes, 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 yes. Even before Mortal Kombat, I don't know if you used to play Sui and um, this rubber band thing that you do with your hand. You know, that, that, yeah, that yeah. Was the, the rubber now that you used to make the hair, like you make different patterns with your hand. There was a panic that it was causing car accidents and it was causing people not to be very smart anymore. So parents should not allow their kids to play those kind of games. We've come a long way, man. Oh, no, that's mommy's. That's mommy's. That's mommy's. That's mommy's. No, 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 mommy's. That's mommy's. Yeah. Can you hear me? So yeah. Can you hear me? Can you hear? Okay, okay. Yeah, can you hear you? The mic. Anyways, um, this was a good episode. Thank you for contributing to success. Now we have our little producer in the, in the studio who has come to take over. Arifa, mommy's mommy's recording. We have our producer. Do you want to say anything here. to the fans? Yes. What do you want to say? I'm dead. No one You don't want it? You don't want the mic? Yes. But that's mommy's. Mommy's, mommy's recording. I love the beat. Thank you. I didn't make her hair, by the way. Her dickhead is Are Your hair is cute. You say your hair is cute. Thank you. You look cute, and your smile yeah. is cute. And your smile is cute. Thank you. What happened? I'm not. Hot. You're not cute. 
Oh, she has such a beautiful gummy hey, smile. Are you, mommy? That's mommy's mic. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> can you still hear me? Probably not. Okay, okay. So she's moved the mic. Look at what she, I she can just, hear everything. Your mic is pretty good. Don't worry. The the mic and this is my technological supper right here. Well, thanks a lot for um. Gentlemen. I love I love this quote from the Pessimist Archive from twenty twenty one. It says to rationally assess and regulate any new tech. Don't just ask how is it different this time. You must also ask how is it the same. Word. <laughs> and then it says be wary of tech ethicists that haven't studied the history of technology panics. Hey, wait! I shots were fired. And then they, they they made a joke about how everybody compares any new tech to Black Mirror, which like in a hundred years ago everybody was comparing any new tech to Black Magic. <laughs> black. How come there's the commonality is black? Yeah. Anyway, thanks for having me. Thanks for coming, and we'll do this again. Yeah. Bye, All right. Well, bye, Ri. Bye, everyone, and thanks for tuning in. Ari, you want to say bye-bye? No, bye-bye. No, bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs> bye. All right. <laughs> thanks for having me. No problem. Mm-hmm. Bye. bye. Thank you.